Hello, and welcome to the Coffee and Books podcast. I am your host, Scott. This is Coffee and Books. Welcome if you are new. This is, of course, the podcast where we try different coffees from all around the world, and we also try uh, to read and review different books just for listeners such as yourself. And if you're new, welcome. We've been gaining traction, so welcome to the podcast, of course. Uh, Feel free, I just want to point this out before we begin, two things. A, feel free to email me at scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. I want to hear from you, I want to know where you're from, and most importantly, I want to hear what you want me to read, or if you have a question about any of the books I've reviewed so far, I want to hear it. Uh, Point number two before we begin is that this is an epically long book. So it is divided into two parts, just so I can make things easier for everyone involved. All right, let's begin. Our book today is an epic, if there was ever one known to be that. Uh, It's called Musashi by Iji Yoshikawa. It is from Japan, of course. It is an epic, long, gone-with-the-wind, famous-style novel of a, a famous ronin samurai known as Musashi. It took me until I was almost done with this book, which I am still actually currently reading, uh, to find out that Musashi was actually a real person, Miyamoto Musashi. Um, And that if you go look at his teachings and histories in Japan, he is a real human being with real evidence of being an actual samurai. And uh, this is, of course, a fictionalized, but, you know, a fictionalized history of his life and his journeys and adventures which is, by all means, probably one of the most fascinating things you will ever read. Um, So, a little bit more about this book. Uh, So, this book was initially published in the 1930s. Uh, Specifically, it was printed in newspapers as short stories from 1935 to 1939. Um, It was then compiled into a book. In 1970s, the book was actually issued for the first time in North America after it was painstakingly translated. So it has taken a very, very long time for this book to reach the, you know, humanity that it is today. Um, Now, where do we go? Uh, Musashi, like I said, is actually based on a real person, a real samurai who perfected the art of a two-sword technique, something that was not seen or heard of in Japan before that uh, style originated. Of course, you know, we get some glorious fight scenes, we get unrequited love interests, we get all sorts of juicy gossip and details, we get some crazy monks, we even get uh, some, uh, you know, disciples of Musashi we get to meet along the way, and of course, we get the epic showdown we've always wanted towards the ends of the novel. Okay, but let me tell you a little bit more. This book is divided into actually seven smaller sub-books, so... With that in mind, this book is about a thousand pages long, and it is a hardback book, massive, will take you a very long time to read, probably like myself. Um, Why it's so specifically epic is because it recounts the tales of what it meant to be a samurai in Japan. So, why did I like it? Well, first of all, as many of you know already, I have an interest in history, specifically areas of history that... I am learning to grow more and more that I like is Japanese history. And uh, the Japanese history is not something I am very familiar with. So this is all new to me, all 
all fantastic and learning about places and times and learning about everything that goes on in this novel is pretty cool. Now, uh, so the story, of course, is going to be read now in an inside cover and back cover, just so you kind of have a little bit more of an introduction. Uh, Musashi, the classic samurai novel about the real exploits of the most famous swordsman. Uh, Miyamoto Musashi was the child of an era when Japan was emerging from decades of civil strife. Lured to the great battle of Sikagara in 1600 by the hope of becoming a samurai without really knowing what it meant, he regains consciousness after the battle to find himself lying defeated, dazed, and wounded among thousands of dead and dying. On the way home, he commits a rash act, becomes a fugitive, and brings life in his own village to a standstill until he is captured by a weaponless Zen monk. The lovely Otsu, seeing in Musashi her ideal of manliness, frees him from his torturous punishment, but he is recaptured and imprisoned. During three years of solitary confinement, he delves into the classics of Japan and China. When he is set free again, he rejects the position of samurai and for the next several years pursues his goals relentlessly, looking neither to the left nor to the right. Ever so slowly it dawns on him that following the way of a sword is not simply a matter of finding a target for his brute strength, continuously striving to perfect his technique, which leads him to a unique style of fighting with two swords simultaneously. He travels far and wide, challenging fighters of many disciplines, taking nature to be his ultimate and severest teacher, and undergoing the rigorous training of those who follow the way. He is supremely successful in his encounters, but in the art of war, he perceives the way of peaceful and prosperous governance and disciplines himself to be a real human being. He becomes a reluctant hero to a host of people whose lives he has touched and been touched by. Uh, and inevitably, he has to pit his skill against the naked blade of his greatest rival. Musashi is a novel in the best tradition of Japanese storytelling. It is a living history, subtle and imaginative, teeming with memorable characters, many of them historical, interweaving themes of unrequited love, misguided revenge, uh, vile piety, and absolute dedication of the way of the samurai. It depicts vividly a world of Westerners know only vaguely. Full of gusto and humor, it has an epic quality and universal appeal. Now here's a little bit more about the author and a translator. Yuji Yokoshawa was born in 1892 in the Ken Kanagawa Prefecture near Tokyo. He began his literary career at age 22. During his 30s, he worked as a journalist while continuing to write stories and novels. Reaching a large and appreciative readership through having his work published, often serially, in newspapers and popular magazines. At the time of his death in 1962, he was one of Japan's best-known and best-loved novelists. He received the Cultural Medal, the highest award for a man of letters, and other cultural decorations, including the Order of the Sacred Treasure. Charles S. Terry, the translator, was born in Mississippi in 1926 and graduated from Duke University. He, was, he first studied Japanese in the Navy during World War II, and after the war received a master's degree from Columbia University in Japanese history. Resident in Japan since 1952, he also received a master's degree in Chinese history from the University of Tokyo, and has since been an active as a translator of works on Japanese art, architecture, and history. He unfortunately died in 1982. All right, so that is a little bit more about the author. And as I've said... This novel, without giving away too many plots and spoilers, has a lot of themes that run throughout the novel. So let's talk about some of those themes. So, theme number one, unrequited love. Obviously, we have uh, the main character, Musashi and Otsu. Otsu being the main love interest of the novel, 
and basically shows her ultimate dedication to Musashi. You know, it is her who, or it is she who first rescues Musashi from the fate of being tied up by the villagers and being, you know, being tied up to a tree and left for dead for seven days. Um, but of course, it is Otsu who is ultimately paying the ultimate consequence throughout the novel. Perhaps the most fascinating aspect to me is that, you know, this character who time and time again is separated from Musashi, who is living a life of her own, is constantly seen as sort of like a secondary background character. Like, she's in love with Musashi, she wants to be with Musashi, and her idea of a man is Musashi, and yet she can never be with him. And there's a part in the novel when basically they admit their feelings to each other, and Musashi admits that he wants nothing more than to be with her, but because of his uh, chosen path, the career that he has chosen to be a samurai, he fears he'll never be able to be the man that she deserves. But it is Otsu who surprises us all when she goes into a speech about how they are you know, pretty much married of the heart, and that they're always going to be together, and that Nothing anyone does can separate them, either in this life or the next. And basically, we find that Musashi finds that this love is the ultimate sacrifice. Like, she is already on a higher plane than he is, because while he's studying to be a more zen person, to learn how to be the best that a person can be, she is already on another level, as she has already accepted her fate and what she can do to help him. And as as the time period in this novel, when it was written, the 15 and 1600s, you have to realize that men and women did not have the same rights. So a woman saying, I will wait for you forever, you know, she did not have many prospects on the horizon. She did not have really anywhere to go through most of the novel. So we kind of see that and how important it is to the story. And what drives Musashi is Otsu. Uh, we learn a little bit more about some of the other characters. So, so there's a wonderful monk called Tukan. Um, it's spelled T-A-U-K-A-N. Uh, so Tukan is a fascinating character uh, to me who represents the character that appeals to me the most in the novel. Um, he's mysterious. He is a, you know, a priest, you know, a monk, a Buddhist. He travels the countryside just like any of the ronin and other samurai that you see throughout the novel. He is a wonderful, fun-loving person who is trying to teach the world humility. And uh, to me, that is one of the most fascinating parts of the novel, is that you have this character who's kind of driving all the events. That would be him. And uh, he, he kind of weaves his web to get everything the way it should be. Uh, but I ultimately feel that everything in this novel happens as a way of coincidence, you know, it just so happens to be that he's in the right place at the right time, and he says, you know, it was meant to be, you know, like, that's how it's seen in a novel as, well, you know, it, it just is a coincidence that, you know, this priest brought Musashi together with uh, Otsu, well, not necessarily, but you get to see that theme throughout the, sto- in the novel. Ultimately, though, Takan is a good person, and you get to see that throughout the novel as he helps, you know, basically innocent people who are accused of crimes. He helps them escape their, uh, you know, problems. Um, Okay, another main character we're going to talk about is Matachi. Matachi is the best friend of Musashi, who early in the novel, uh, you know, goes to war with him side by side, and they were 
you know, unfortunately, you know, like on two very different wild paths. And so without going into excruciating detail, basically Musashi and Mutachi were going together, you know, from this battle. They were trying to escape and go home. And they basically end up in the arms of a stranger, a person who takes care of them. Now, you know, Musashi is single and has every right to do what he wants to do. But, uh, you know, Matachi is engaged to another woman, you know, who happens to be Otsu. Uh, but Matachi, being the way he is, you know, was easily influenced by this mysterious woman who took him in. And as a result, he cheated on his fiance and decided that he would rather live with this woman and seek fame and glory on his own terms. Musashi was the one who had to bear this news to this, the family back home. Now, later on in the novel, we see what happens with the characters, but we see that uh, Musashi, who is trying his hardest and best to work towards you know, enlightenment, we see that Matachi only cares about one thing, which is basically money. He only cares about fame, power, money. And nothing else. Uh, you know, throughout the novel, we see that he has a dedication to his parents, but then he easily throws us away if he can make any kind of money. Um, you know, he'll betray anyone for money. In fact, he even becomes involved in a plot to assassinate the you know shogun, just because he wants to make money. So he thinks that's the way to success and fame and power is to do anything to cut the corners, and that's why he'll never be the samurai that Musashi is. Um, there's also another character, Jotaro, who was very intriguing to me. Uh, Jotaro was a disciple of Musashi, uh, who we meet in the novel early on as like a boy who was abandoned, and basically you had Musashi who adopted him. And Jotaro followed Musashi around everywhere, but eventually Musashi begins to feel and see that in the novel, his epic struggles with people... Um, constantly lead to loved ones that he's live that he's with is getting in trouble or even hurt seriously injured. So throughout the novel, you see this phase where you know Musashi welcomes people into his life, but only to eventually eject them for fear of them becoming too close to him or them become getting getting harmed because of him. Um, and throughout the novel, these are the major characters that we meet. And lastly, before we conclude this part of the episode, I just want to say that I enjoyed reading this book overall, but what I did not enjoy was, like I said, the length of the novel was very epic and good. I felt like this series could have been broken down into the books um, a little bit better, you know, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. I enjoyed it very much. And the next, next time we talk, we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the storyline. So... Thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to my review of Musashi by Iji Yoshikawa, um, an epic samurai adventure that all of us deep down in heart secretly think about. Thanks, and remember to share this podcast if you liked it, and uh, please remember to follow me and hit subscribe.